So I want to do a quick photo, quick screenshot. So if everybody wants to put their best face on. And All right, you ready? Ready. Three, two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Necro. Brought to you by Public Safety and Education and the Trigger Pressers Union. And now, your hosts. This episode is brought to you by Mantis. Mantis X helps shooters suck less. Meet the Pressers is sponsored by Next Level Training, Saber Red, Cutting Edge Bullets, the USCCA, McLean Corporation, ASP, Custom Poker Chip Company, Common Sense Self-Defense, and T1 Ammunition. Meet the Pressers is also generously supported by other fine companies, ranges, and our Patreon members. Thank you! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Meet the Pressers. Meet the Pressers is a safe place for trigger pressers to congregate, gather fellowship, and talk about guns, gear, gadgets, training, religion, political activism, and the defensive mindset. And today, our special guest is not necessarily a trigger presser, but he is very keen to the defensive mindset, and I think you're in for a real treat. I've seen him shoot, and uh, he is a trigger presser, um, but he's, uh, he's more more into the mindset like you were saying clint <laughs> i was wondering what he was reaching for <laughs> master ken the uh ameridote highest ranking martial arts person in the world sir right hello thanks for having me on the show to educate everybody on uh how to play with their trigger <laughs> so I got to get this out of the way right away first. If Bruce Lee had the balls to come and face you right now, what would you say to him? If he came back from the grave? I would say we need to talk to some scientists right now because <laughs> three inch punch. all of a sudden you pop back up. If people, if famous martial artists start reanimating, uh, Fighting is the least of our worries. We need to we need to get some science in there and figure out how we can bring some other people back. Okay, well, man, maybe that's a more reasonable answer than I was expecting. Just priorities. Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> well, spoke, spoken like a true a true master. Uh, right? I've always wondered with uh, Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris, like you know, who would have won in a real fight? But anyway, what about you, Master Ken? Well, you know, uh, Chuck Norris was a competitive karate champion, whereas a lot of the things around Bruce Lee were uh, legend. You know, people saw him fight or heard he got in a fight. Uh, not saying he never won any fights, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, there's two problems with evaluating those, because one, uh, he could have just told everybody uh, he was a good street fighter. A lot of people might not have been able to verify that. And then the right. problem with Chuck is that he fought in uh, tournaments that had rules. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're both full of bullshit. But... <laughs> uh, well, it's what like you... If, you put, uh, if you put a chicken and a frog 
in the same in a in a in a terrarium. That's what you that's what you call an aquarium that isn't full of water. It's called a terrarium. Hmm. With the chicken and the frog being them, what would you consider yourself? Just well, the human uh, that dominates, <laughs> and that's why I would win. Because <laughs> the point is that both of those animals are edible. Indeed. <laughs> And so it doesn't matter which one uh, wins the battle in the terrarium. I'm still going to have them both for dinner. Well, being the apex predator has its benefits. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm at the top of the martial arts food chain, no matter how you slice it. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Hughes. Hi, this is Brent Lentz. This is Meet the Pressers. Meet the Pressers. So when I was a kid, I did uh, Taekwondo, and then as a young adult, I did a little bit of uh, uh, Judo. What, um, I mean, how do, they, how do those stack up in your mind as uh, compared to Ameridote and, and other arts? Well, the thing I like about giving children a foundation in Taekwondo is that if they ever decide to do a lateral move and become ballet dancers, <laughs> they already have the flexibility, they already have the, uh, the hip flexors, and the uh, the glute the glutes uh, that's good for the glutes. So uh, you'll look good in a dress when you go out there in your little skirt and dance around. So that's good. And then judo, judo has a lot of problems mainly because of all this business here, this like collar grabbing and sleeve grabbing stuff. Mm -hmm. The entire art of judo assumes that you're never going to fight anybody who's naked. <laughs> and that's where you're going to run into problem. If I had a nickel for every time I've had to fight a naked man, I'd have 37 cents. Yeah, 37. So w w was that a discrepancy of the not the even nickel? Was that like partially that clothed man? No, it depends. They're not, all they're not all American nickels, so the transfer rate, you know, <laughs> oh, it, yes. depends on the, it all just depends on the strength of the dollar. And well, then uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that there was at least uh, three half-naked men in that mix. So that's not a full nickel. Gotcha. I see. That's, thought it was that's interesting. thought it was common core math there for a second, but that, that's good. That's good. What would you do if you ran across somebody that came at you with something like this? What is that? That's a baseball bat with... Uh, barbed wire. It's Lucille from Walking wire. Dead. Yeah, that uh, or a New York State penal code is called a bludgeon. A bludgeon. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, probably. Uh, <clears throat> well, I'd uh, uh, ideally I'd have a magnet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I suppose too, if if he were clothed, the barbed wire would get tangled up in his in his clothing too. So. Yeah, absolutely. So the chances, you know, ideally the situation would be that he's naked and approaching me, uh, ideal for him. Otherwise, he's gonna get all tangled up in his own barbed wire. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, I would probably, I'd probably try to have some magnets and get the, uh, <laughs> the bat to stick to them. Hmm. What, so what, about, uh, what about something like this? Ooh. This is a baseball bat well, with, okay. a, with, with a an skate. ice skate. Yeah, with an ice skate on the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good choice. That's a that's an interesting improvised weapon. Um, I hope you are still able to skate on one foot. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. 
yeah, generally they, they come in pairs. So it's, I, I hope that you were able to save the other skate. Well, actually what happened was I, I bought the set at a yard sale and one size was smaller than the other. So oh, rather nice. than just simply not wear the other one, I turned it into a defensive tool. Yeah, otherwise your only other option would have been to learn how to skate on one hand and one foot. You could have put the hand in one, the smaller skate, and then the foot in the other and kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, that actually looks like a, a, a move for some of those uh, tutu wear in martial arts you were talking about. Yeah, I, I feel like ice skaters and ballerinas, are all, they're all in the same category as far as fighting. Well, I guess we, we saw what the ice skaters were capable of there. What was that, Nancy Kerrigan? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, she was the victim. Uh, yeah. Who was the, Tanya Harding. Tanya, Tanya Harding, Harding yeah. was the, uh, the aggressor in that situation. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, you get a ballerina, you get a Taekwondo-trained ballerina on some ice skates, <laughs> and uh, you're asking for trouble. Indeed. Indeed. She definitely had a Harding on uh, Nancy Kerrigan, right? I'm going to insert cricket sound there. No, I, no, I, I, have to do that. no, I got it. <laughs> I got it. It wasn't that it went over my head. I just wanted to punctuate the joke with silence. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's Tony Blauer from Blauer Tactical Systems, and this is Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Macro. Meet the Pressers. So there's a lot, we've had a lot of different guests on the show from, um, oh, geez, I'm drawing a blank now as far as like different martial arts. We, well, we've had. Uh, um, really? Nobody, nobody memorable, apparently. <laughs> Except for last week's guest who was an expert on Alzheimer's, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had Rob from McDojo Life. Yeah, That's that. what I was going to say. Rob from McDojo Life. Uh, we've had Michael Tony Brower. Tony yep. Blower, Michael yeah. Cramp. Oh, I'm talking to Tony in a couple hours. Actually, I'm nice. hearing his uh, his podcast. Try to teach him uh, to stop doing that spear bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I want the flinch itself to be a weapon, so that if someone's behind me and I flinch, you know, I want the flinch to be the strike, not flinch and then go into the fight. I do this uh, to Todd all the time. I'll turn around and he'll be there. And I'll just <laughs> Anytime I see somebody that I didn't expect to see, I just slap them. Is that why he doesn't talk? Because you slap him so much? He's just shy. Gotcha. What about swords and, and, and big knives and such? You know, what, what's, your, what's your take on something like this? I mean, is this, we found the, this in the ceiling in our house when we bought it a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. You didn't pull that out of a stone, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I well, think yes, I did. You had a dragon okay. slayer in your house. It was uh, made in Pakistan. That's where this thing was made. Well, the Pakistanis are, are a blade culture. Yeah, it's beautiful. Have you actually tried to chop anything with that? I mean, some of those are decorative. Um, I haven't. I use it for, uh, <laughs> I use it for my Article 35 class to get the point across that just because it looks scary doesn't mean it's illegal in the state like guns but oh okay yeah i i would be careful about uh swords with a lot of flourish on them because that's they they're not always built for combat level impact gotcha 
you know, you don't want to have a you don't you don't want to pull a sword off the wall during a home invasion and find out the hard way that it's just decorative. <laughs> so I should put it back in the stone then. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying give it a you know give it a swing or go outside and swing on a tree a couple times and make sure the hilt doesn't fall off because you you, you don't want to end up like I'm saying uh, somebody breaks in to your house wearing armor. <laughs> <laughs> Which I assume is why you have a sword, because that's the only situation where you would need one. Um, next thing you know, you're fighting a knight, and you hit him in his uh, cod piece, and the the handle falls off. Good advice. I, I I've got some trees all back. I need to cut down, so maybe I'll try that this afternoon. Yeah, give him a swing. Give him a swing, and see if the sword uh, stands up. Because you'd rather find out when you're bushwhacking than when you're bushwhacking. Totally. Yeah. We we say that in our training to our, our yeah, students about you, firearms. You must, you must validate your, your defensive system, right? Yeah. You don't want to shoot. Yeah. That's that's uh the way we operate with all of Ameridote. I recommend that people try things, you know, uh right to the edge of what is legal, uh, to make sure that these moves work. And yeah. and to verify that they're not decorative. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you see that with a lot of martial arts. A lot of the moves they do, they've never done before. Um, you know, a lot of styles like Krav Maga will teach things like eye gouges and throat rips and things like that. And then I'll ask them, well, how many eyes have you gouged? And they'll say zero. And I say, well, how do you know it works? You know, you got to gouge some eyes. <laughs> and they'll, they'll argue with me, say, well, that's illegal. Well, that's not illegal if uh, you have an eyeball that is not attached to someone who doesn't doesn't have the ability to consent like go to a butcher oh yeah uh, ask them if they have anything with eyes you know you get yourself a pig head and you bring yeah. it home and you gouge out the eyes then yeah. then you then you know what it feels like to because because an eyeball is very you don't, you don't want to get weirded out the first time that you gouge an eye because it's it feels weird trust me because um, you stick the finger in there and then you pop the eye out and then the optic nerve is still attached and it hangs down and then you have to wrap your finger around the optic nerve and you have to snap it off and it's slimy and slippery and sometimes your hand slips off. So the next thing you know, a quick eye gouge, it, four minutes later, you're still trying to gouge this guy's <laughs> eyes out. So yep. you want to practice that on something uh, that is not alive. I used to recommend getting a cadaver, but hard to come it's by so much paperwork yeah uh, you know yeah. it used to it used to be you could just go to the morgue and just say what do you got tonight and now you got you got to now that you got to know somebody and it's too much of a hassle i was thinking volunteers like just ask somebody have them sign a waiver or something that we do that with taser and pepper spray they got to sign a long lengthy one or two page waiver to be able to get sprayed with pepper spray or you know get the ride the lightning get the shit shocked out of them that's that's a good idea. I I um I was thinking of offering something like that, and maybe even as a uh, as an incentive, saying free eye patch. Oh yeah, free free meet the presser's logoed eye patch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I'd venture a guess that there's a, a a fetish room or some type of club in Los Angeles that they might actually do that as a matter of course, perhaps. Maybe some research must be done. As a matter of intercourse. Now for validating your eye gouging. Oh, technique. okay. I didn't yeah, know yeah. what kind of secret room in Los yeah. Angeles we were talking about. A little oh, bit well, of S&M up there. 
there's ones for just about anything you can think of. I, I oh, yeah, everything under the sun. Yeah. So, I, for it. so uh, I know you're well-traveled in your training. Have you ever uh, eaten panda meat? I mean, I don't know what they serve at Panda Express. I've never, I've never inquired. I assumed well, yes. that all the, all the meat was legitimate. Well, I guess to those that want to eat panda meat, it's just as legitimate as chicken. Or yeah, fly. no, well, I, I don't, what, have you eaten panda meat? I don't know. No, no, sir, I have not. Okay. I've, I've eaten camel when I was in Egypt in the 90s. Because it broke down? <laughs> uh, no, the pizza huts over there have camel on them. <clears throat> That's their sausage. That's their, their pig. So... Oh. Hey guys, Joe Tedai from Tier 1 Performance Coaching and Dual Survival. I am on Meet the Pressers with Clint Macro and Matt Mallory. Guys, had a great time. Thank you so much for having us on. Um, check out our new website, Tier 1 Performance Coaching. Doing this with Dale Comstock. We're a performance coaching company. Take you to the next level. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hey everybody out there, this is Dale Comstock from uh, Tier 1 Performance Coaching. I'm on the show with uh, Meet the Pressers, uh, Clint Macro and Matt Mallory. Uh, it's been an excellent show. Everybody dial in and uh, give these guys your support. And again, guys, appreciate having me on there. Thank you. That'll work. Hey, <laughs> Comstock, you suck. <laughs> Meet the Pressers. A lot of our viewers are are instructors and they teach defensive training, whether that might be with firearms, some, you know, using uh, non-lethal training tools, some are using just uh, uh, unarmed techniques. And what advice would you have for someone that's building a training, training business that wants to get into doing unarmed defensive tactics? Well, unarmed, uh, you know, my biggest, I would say the biggest challenge getting into unarmed defensive tactics is that uh, the customer base is going to be really small. Um, I don't know how many people don't have arms, but if you're, gonna, if you're only going to market to people who don't have arms, then you're going to need to design the curriculum around that. Uh, Century kind of got ahead of, of that, you know, their bobs don't have arms. Yeah. So if I guess, what I would start out with is opening a school where you teach people how to fight people who don't have arms. Uh, because that number one, it's going to be easier. They're going to win a lot more. So they're going to feel like your techniques work. So that'd be good for gonna, business. You're, yeah. You're going to teach them and then they're going to tell their friends, Hey, this guy taught me how to fight a guy with no arms and it totally worked. <laughs> uh, so that's what I would start with is just basing your whole curriculum off of fighting armless people. Okay. So he has really good uh, head movement. I can just, it's a kind of an unfair advantage. But then if you're going to start teaching people without arms, people who don't have arms, you're going to have to get pretty creative. You're going to have to weaponize a lot of head butts. Um, if you're going to incorporate weapons into that, you're going to have to sort of go like with a pirate. <laughs> kind of, you know, figuring out. All right. So... A cut, you know, shine, kind, that kind of stuff. And then highly advanced, I mean, 
I mean, I, you know, I would think you would just have to take the trigger guard. Use your tongue. That way you can pull the trigger with your tongue. <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna see how we can do it. All right. It's a strong tongue. <laughs> I think you gotta prime it. You gotta prime it. You gotta get it. You gotta probably with single action you can do it. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah, but with a nineteen eleven maybe. Yeah. But that would be tough to get the safety off. That external thumb safety. <laughs> <laughs> well, seeing that you exercise your tongue as well, how uh strengthful that is. Uh, what is your uh, typical regimen to stay in shape and stay lean and have them big pythons as big as they are? Uh, well, one of the best ways to build up the arms is to do, uh, ironically, a lot of disarms. Uh, disarming knives, disarming uh, swords even, disarming sticks, disarming pistols, rifles, and uh, that requires a lot of jerking, okay? So when they, when someone holds up a pistol, I'm gonna jerk it right out of their hand, okay? Same with, same with a knife, they come out, and sometimes you don't get the knife out on the first jerk, so you gotta, you gotta jerk it out as many times as it takes. So I spend a lot of, I spend at least a couple hours a day jerking uh, vigorously. And the more vigorously and the more often you jerk, you know, that's how you get, that's how you kind of build up those muscles. Hi, I'm Michael Cramp. I'm with Century Martial Arts. This is Meet the Pressers with Clint Macro and Matt Mallory. Meet the Pressers. Any mentors in the industry? What, what, as far as your background and your history in martial arts, uh, who became, who made you who you are? I would say I've been influenced by just about every major martial artist out there in that uh, I've been able to see what they were doing wrong. Um, you know, I see the Gracies and, and think, wow, they've, uh, they're terrible strikers. And, and then I see Mike Tyson and think, he should have bit the second ear off, you know, not just one. Why didn't he bite the other ear off? Um, you know, I see a lot of fighters and a lot of stylists who are uh, showing me their weaknesses. You know, I see Tony Ferguson this past weekend and uh, think he should get better at blocking punches with his face. He's almost there. <laughs> um, but... He kind of lost it there at the end, so he started doing that little, that little dance at the end that made the ref think, "Oh, he's had enough." Um, so either he needs to become a better dancer, or he needs to learn how to take a few extra shots to the chin. So I get mentored every time I watch other famous martial artists. Um, when I see Steven Seagal, I think, "Wow, I should make sure I don't eat so much." <laughs> so do you think Steven Seagal was was ever a formidable adversary? Oh sure, I think that uh in his prime 
Uh, he was really good at beating up people who allowed him to beat them up. Uh, <laughs> as that game goes, whether it's stuntmen or his, his own students, teaching his own students how to take a beating, uh, I, think he was, I think he was at the top of his game in that respect. Uh, yeah. I've never heard a story of him fighting somebody who wasn't already on his team. Uh, so probably has no, no, uh, no skill there, but in terms of, uh, fake, fake beating people up in the movies, he used to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in the history of, of martial arts, is there any, anyone, uh, they could be around today too, perhaps, or, or back in the day, is there anyone that you look at and would say, man, I would really enjoy, uh, sparring or fighting with this individual? I probably I probably wouldn't mind fighting Dana White. Yeah, I've never fought a. Uh, is he a billionaire? Don't know. Multi-millionaire. Um, Kermit the Frog. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be interested in fighting him. Um, he gave it to. Piggy also, I've never fought a. Uh, never fought a giraffe. Giraffe. <laughs> yeah, you know they do that head thing where they when they get mad they swing there their head like a like a mace <laughs> like a mace i think that would be kind of interesting to sort of see if how how i can best you know try you know ripping the throat out of a human is i mean that's easy peasy try ripping the throat out of a giraffe you'll be there all day well where would you start would you start at the top or the bottom right that depends it depends on what, whether or not they're swinging their neck around like that, you know like if they're not they're, do, if they're not doing that you start at the bottom and work your way up but if they're swinging their head around you might have to start from the top and work your way down. These are the types of things that I like to work out in the field. You know, this is research in the field. So hopefully I would meet the giraffe in a field. I would just shock it. And then take care of Yeah, you can try out. that. Be the first kid on your block to have your official issue Meet the Pressers logoed gear. Visit the Meet the Pressers merchandise page on BallisticInc.com to get your high-quality, American-made Meet the Pressers shirts and hats. Did you ever, uh, did you ever dress up like this? Hmm. No, no, I don't believe I've ever dressed up like that. That looks never, uh, interesting. Got into the full body leather? No, no, no. That's a grappling dummy, by the way. That's not for recreation. That's for training. Okay, but it has arms, unlike the century one. See, the whole unarmed training, though, I think there's a bigger market there than we think, because otherwise, why would Century have spent all that time, effort, and energy selling so many of those dummies? Perhaps they're being prescient, and they know that something is afoot. Something is afoot. Or an iron. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I, I just assumed they were cheap. <laughs> well, that could be too. <laughs> I assume the early versions of Bob's had legs and uh, arms and genitalia, and they were I was like, "Say that." Say like, this is way too expensive. So eat. first they were like, they were like, "Lose the legs," and so they lost the legs, and the tooth still too expensive. Lose the arms, and then they were almost there, and then they said, "All right, fine, lose the groin." Castrate it. Yeah. So they were even more advanced than Barbies because Barbies didn't even have genitalia. What, attached to the hat? <laughs> <laughs> Why, 
why? You've had Barbies that had genitalia? No, no. I uh, I mean, it tastes that way. Uh, but <laughs> for a second, I pictured the Wendy's girl. <laughs> with the pigtails. Yeah, the pigtails. And then now I have a picture of her with pigtails and genitalia. It's a little <laughs> That's that's gonna ruin your experience at Wendy's. For yeah, I don't the eat nuggets, Wendy. The, the, the nuggets will never taste the same. <laughs> How can people find out about you? Track you down, stalk you. You can uh, really just Google Master Ken. I'm very famous. Um, but you I can follow that. me uh, YouTube.com/slash/EnterTheDojoShow. You can go to EnterTheDojoShow.com. Um, most importantly, recently I started doing custom video messages on Cameo. So anyone who wants a special custom message for a birthday or want, if you're too afraid to tell your sensei that what they teach is bullshit and you want me to do it, um, just hit me up there and I'll do it. Awesome. So any last words of wisdom from the master to our viewers before uh, we start to close out the episode? Just that uh, I think I got some trigger oil on my tongue. So not advised to tongue your yeah. gun? If you're gonna, I would, I would just recommend for, for the most part, just cleaning your trigger before you do those tongue presses. Probably <laughs> sanitizing it would probably be good too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, almost. I'll work on that. That's a new, that's, I haven't uh, incorporated that into my curriculum yet. So I'll be practicing. Thank you for your All time. Right, thanks guys. Stay safe. There's a lot of sponsors that make this show possible. Like Mantis. Make sure you check them out and give them your business. This episode is brought to you by Mantis. Mantis X helps shooters suck less. Meet the Presser is sponsored by Next Level Training, Saber Red, Cutting Edge Bullets, the USCCA, McLean Corporation, ASP, Custom Poker Chip Company, Common Sense Self-Defense, and T1 Ammunition. Meet the Pressers is also generously supported by other fine companies, ranges, and our Patreon members. Thank you! Thanks for watching the show. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share, click the little bell, Come on Patreon, help support us that way. Come to one of our classes or host us. We can come to you and do one of our courses at your location. So until next time, adieu. Thank you for watching Meet the Pressers.